podcast, where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you are doing well. Today, we're going to talk about prenups. Prenups. Oh, you should never sign pre- prenup shame. You don't think a relationship's going to last? You think I'm only marrying you for the money? These are the classic shame tactics a man's going to hear if he asks his woman to sign a prenup. Now, look, this episode is going to be short. There was that reviewer that wrote, I love your stuff, but I just wish it was longer. I don't know. I, I don't really want to release a daily one-hour podcast. I know there's people who do this. It's just not my cup of tea. If you want to listen to more of me, go through the back catalog or there's other outlets. Right? So, by the way, we have a new review. The person wrote, Truth. I want to give attribution to this person. So give me one second and I will tell you his name. It was Praveen Garam. Sounds like he's Indian. Truth was the high, the, the title heading. And then he wrote, true. Thanks for spreading the truth. Well, thank you, Praveen. We appreciate that. All right. Prenups. You guys know what these are. These are documents that you can sign or a woman can sign prior to a marriage to protect your assets. So essentially, and there's different types of prenups where essentially what you bring into the marriage, you'll leave with and what she brings into the marriage, she'll leave with. So there's not a, 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 a division of assets. So in most states in the United States, there's a division of assets. So if the man, typically, this is why we say men are always the catch because typically women marry men who make more than them because it taps into their need for provisioning and security and hypergamy. Most women are not going to marry a poor dude because deep down they don't respect the poor dude because they don't think in their paleolithic wiring that the poor guy can provide for them and their children. Again, go back. Remember, most women and men, we still have paleolithic wiring because that's what we grew up. That that was our milieu for hundreds of thousands of years. We've only been in modern times 6,000 years. That's nothing. So why are they going to pick the weakest, ugliest, smallest hunter in the clan? who can barely kill a rabbit and can't even get a cave. They're going to want the, the, the strongest man who can provide the most meat for them and their children and for the the and, and the biggest cave. So it's the same thing here. That So we, they don't really have the, the predators that they did before, but they still kind of view men the same way. So women typically marry, marry men who make men more than them. So if you have a man who makes 200000 and the woman typically makes less money, let's say she just makes 80000 that's two hundred eighty thousand. Let's just say that's what they have in cash, cash, and in property. When they divorce, and again, she initiates divorce seventy percent of the time, and if she's college educated, it's ninety percent of the time. They're just going to divide those assets. So that's two hundred eighty thousand dollars. So that's one hundred forty going to her, one hundred forty going to him. And he's like, "Whoa, wait, wait! I make two hundred k, or the majority of this money that's." 
that we have saved up for a property is mine. Why is she getting half if she only brought in 30%? Or I started this business before we got married. Or I had this military pension before we got married. She didn't go fight. She didn't risk her life. I did. Courts don't care. <laughs> they don't care. They just divide it in half like Solomon and the babies. She gets half, you get half. That's not right. So what a prenup does is like this. So if a prenup, if you if you go into the marriage, and let's say you have a hundred thousand in cash in, in your savings, and she has ten. That's too much credit for most women. She's got because Lycus, I guess you guys know Tom Lycus. He always quoted this stat. I don't know if it's true because I couldn't find the backup. Let's just give him credit because he is an icon. He said something like fifty percent of women don't even have five hundred dollars in their savings account. So let's just say the woman's got two thousand dollars. So if you marry and divorce, once the divorce is finalized, she gets the two thousand back and you get the hundred thousand or whatever the equivalent amount is. So in other words, your, your assets are protected. Now, this makes sense if you are the person who makes more money in the marriage. Protect your assets. Now, prenups get a bad name because the, the, there's this understanding that the marriage isn't going to last, right? So, so you don't think the marriage is going to last? And even Catholic Church, if the Catholic Church doesn't have an official teaching on prenups. The Catholic Church doesn't even have an official teaching on, on the book of Genesis. I mean, you'd be surprised how everyone thinks like from the kind of sola, sola scriptura, the Protestant view, like everything is, is defined in the Bible. Everything's got some biblical affirmation. No, I mean, in the Catholic Church, we don't. there's, there's not these promulgations for everything. But it's generally understood that prenups are, are are not allowed or highly discouraged because this marriage, as rightfully so, is supposed to be sacramental and for life. But you can still be Catholic and get a prenup because, again, it's a legal document and marriage is really, as it was for centuries, a religious document. It didn't become civil until the anticlerical movements of the late 19th century in countries like France and Italy and Spain. That's when marriage became civil. And that's when divorce became legal. And look what's happened since then. So look, if you make more money than your spouse, and sometimes, or your future spouse, and sometimes you don't know, you got to do those questions, or you got to check out their place. You got to see if they, if they're, if they're like, hey, you want to go on this trip? And then like, uh, or you find out like, hey, where do your parents live? You check out their house, or you, you know, you you got to sniff around, or maybe they'll just be honest and be like, look, do your, are you do you have money? <laughs> if you're the catch, you can be like, like. I want to marry somebody who has money. If your family has money, cool. If they don't, I'm out. I'll find a woman who does have money, right? Abundance mindset. Because look, <clears throat> even if you make $250,000 a year, $500,000 a year, whatever it is, if you marry a woman who's dirt broke, dirt poor, and then the next woman comes along, has family money, or she makes good money, your, your lifestyle is going to be different You know, in the marriages before the divorce. It's going to be different. You might have one lake house. But if you marry a woman who's got money or a family's got money, you maybe have three lake houses. So it's not that it's the determining factor in a man choosing a woman should be, is she rich? Absolutely not. With men, men don't even look at that. That's probably the sixth thing that they look into. You know, the first are going to be the obvious ones, right? Beauty, youth, virtue, fertility, that maybe personality, comportment. But when you tell somebody to sign a prenup, they're going to give you the shame, right? Why? Why? Why you don't think our love's gonna last? 
You think I'm a gold digger? Then you just bring up the stats. Look, 50% chance this first marriage is going to end in divorce. This is your second marriage, 70%. Third marriage is about 80, 85%. Just go, look, there's a good chance this marriage isn't going to work out. I'm just protecting my assets. And this is what you say. If you really love me, you'll sign this. Because look, and again, women use emotion and reactivity to argue. Men use logic. And you just logically bring it up. Look, I make more money than you. If you love me, you'll understand where I'm coming from. Since, And here's the most cogent part of the argument. Women initiate divorce more than men. This isn't 1950. If it was 1950, it's a different story perhaps. But not in 2021 America. 2021 America, women are the ones divorcing men. So you tell them, if you really love me, you would sign this paperwork. Because I'm not going to leave you. Statistically, chances are I'm not going to leave you. 10% chance. 90% chance... Once this glow of the the newlywed period, the engagement period, fades, it wanes. If someone's going to divorce somebody, it's going to be you divorcing me. The statistics bear it out. So yes, you should sign this because if you sign it, it shows that you love me. If you balk or you give me deflection arguments like you think that you know you know you, you I, I don't love you, I'm only out for your money. It just demonstrates my point. And look, it's Burfo's law, brothers. She does love you for your money. Doesn't mean there's anything wrong with that. Just understand her love is based on utility. And as long as you're providing the most utility, she'll be she'll practice fidelity. But you should still have her sign the prenup. Because again, man, think 25 years from now. Whatever you feel about her, however she feels about you. Maybe won't be around in five, 10 years. And now you're not protected. And we know women are notorious for projecting qualities they want the man to have that the man doesn't really have. And then once they get disillusioned, boom, shit rock hits the fan, then you're in trouble. He doesn't treat me the way I want to be treated. He works too much. He works too little. He gives me flowers not enough. He gives me flowers too much. He's a beta. You know, you can't, it's like every way you can't win. And this is what you you tell the woman too. It's like, look, and again, it's all abundance mindset. You are the catch. You are the king. Be woman. I make 80% of our total assets. If you look at our savings, once we merge in, which you shouldn't, I have more money than you. Just simply, I have more money than you. I have to protect myself before you. You initiate divorce, you, your sex, more than my sex. So simply put, if you love me, you'll sign this. If you don't sign it, I'm out. Sorry. I have abundance mindset. You think you're the only woman I can get, or you think the only woman that has the same values I have? I'll find another. You have to protect yourself. Look at all the cautionary tales. There's so many. George Clooney and Zeta Jones did a great movie about 15 years ago called Intolerable Cruelty. He plays a lawyer, and he's famous for his, I forgot his character's name. It's called the Clooney Annulment. Let's just call it the Clooney Annulment because I forget the character's name in the movie. And his, his whole movie, is it's based on that. So Zeta Jones is married to, I think, Jeffrey Rush, the, the actor, and then she divorces him, and then she's talking to our friend. She's like, I need a new rich man to take to take to take me on. And then she meets Clooney, who's the very famous LA rich attorney. And then she sets his sights on him. And Clooney in the movie is this inveterate bachelor, doesn't trust women because, you know, he's a divorce attorney. 
And then the rest of the movie is about how she tries to ensnare him into marrying her. And it's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's in, in, in terms of this, Intersexual Dynamics is a very important movie to watch. I'd recommend you watch it. So look, you have to stay strong. Look at the example of Pamela Anderson and Kid Rock. So they were together about 15, 20 years ago. She wanted to marry him. He's like, cool, let's get married, but you got to sign a prenup. She threw a fit. Did well, you think, you, don't, you know, I only love you for your money. And this is when Kid Rock actually was bringing him money. So he balks, says, don't worry, baby, you don't have to sign it. And then she divorces him and then takes the money. So you can't prognosticate. You have to think of the here and now. You worked hard or you earned hard or you inherited hard the money that you have. And you have to think, man, because remember, you think with logic and reason. Don't think with your Johnson. You have to think 20 years from now. And remember, always look at the stats. Don't look at your heart. Look at the stats. Statistically, your plane has a 50% chance of crashing, 70% if it's second marriage. So again, look at the stats. Boy, I better protect myself. So boy, I'm going to have her sign the prenup. If she doesn't sign the prenup, say you're out. And look, I'll be fair. If the woman has more money than the man, the woman should sign, ask him to sign the prenup. But in that case, the man isn't going to leave her because she has more money and he his lifestyle will be better by them staying married. So as it is, 10% chance he'll divorce because in most of these cases, both people are college educated. So 10% chance he's going to leave her if she makes a lot more money. Plus, he's like, why would I leave her? I'll just tolerate this marriage because I can have a life so that otherwise I couldn't have because if I divorce, I'm only going to end up getting whatever you know salary he was making beforehand. So yeah, I'm not going to be some, some sexist and say, oh, only men should get women to sign the prenup. No, women should get men to sign the prenup too if the woman makes more money. Now, if you're a man... And you found some 21-year-old naive trust fund baby like Cameron Diaz's character in My Best Friend's Wedding. And you don't make a lot of money. Yeah, you'd be a fool to try to like bring it up to, oh, you know what, honey? <laughs> Our plane has a 50% chance of crashing. I'll sign the prenup for you. I'll do that for you. No, sign your best interest. And honestly, in this case, if a woman, some waitress, is going to marry a $500,000 cardiologist, it's not in her best interest to bring it up to him. But you're the man. Man up. Man up. Be a man. Know you're the catch. Put your foot down. Say, sign the prenup. If you love me, you'll sign the prenup because you understand that women initiate divorce more than men. If there's a divorce here, it's going to be coming from you. If you love me, this is the ultimate sign. Then when she signs it, that is a check on her hypergamy. And this is the most important thing right now. This is a check on her hypergamy. And now she is less likely to leave you. Because why? Instead of her getting half of the 300000 if she were to divorce you, now she's only going to get whatever she had going in, which is probably not a lot. So now she's more likely to be good to you, more likely to be faithful, more likely to be all these things. And so it ser serves a, che a check on hypergamy. It's not a perfect check on hypergamy. There's no, there's no such thing as a perfect check on hypergamy. But it serves as a check on hypergamy. So guys, do it. If you're stupid enough to marry the typical American wo woman, make sure she signs the prenup. And if she doesn't sign it, abundance mindset, move on, get out. The other thing to remember is simple. You're likely to have your money later in your life than your spouse. And so you have to think about you. And to think about you means to think about your financial health, your financial solvency, money you're going to have when you get old. 
And this is another reason she should sign the prenup. Because statistically, the chances are she's not going to be there when you get old and you need money to retire. But your money will be if you sign the prenup, and certainly if you don't marry at all. We know that women are, are hemorrhagers of money, of your money. So you're much more likely to have money if you never marry. But certainly if you're going to marry and sign the Faustian pact that is the marriage contract, the prenup's important because there's no guarantee that she's going to be around in 30, 35 years. And if she's not around, she probably took half of your money because you didn't sign the prenup. And so now you're more broke closer to your retirement with less money. So think about you. Think about your financial health. Think about your long-term finances. And if she says that's selfish that you're putting your money before you, explain to her the statistics and tell her, if you really love me, you'll sign this prenup. If you don't sign it, I'm out. See you later. Guys, website is Naturopathic Earth. If you appreciate any of my content, post a review right now. It takes you two seconds on your Apple product. Write something. If you write something, I'll read it. Appreciate a five-star review. Two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal. If you want to donate some money, we appreciate it. Five, ten dollars to defray the cost of hosting this. Also, there's a link for Naturopathic Earth, my website. Click on that. It takes you to all the articles. We have seven, something like 700 pages on my website. A lot of them are, are food-related, holistic, health-related, naturopathic-related. If you go on the homepage, on the right side, you see some of the reviews of the podcast. You also see a thumbnail of my two books, Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior and Confessions of an Obese Child. Click on those. It takes you to Amazon. We are Amazon affiliates. So anything you buy on Amazon by going through our links, we get a 2% commission at no expense to you. So it helps us out. So if you buy $60 worth of something on Amazon, we get quick mental math when they used to teach mental math. Six stars would be 10%. Three dollars would be 5%. I get like a buck 10 from your $60 purchase. Wow. But you know, it could add up theoretically. Also, if you need help from the Red Pill perspective, contact me through clarity.fm. Find my name there, schedule something there. And lastly, for the most passive way to support us, subscribe and post an honest review. It helps with the algorithm. So my podcast will pop up more on men's channels, dating channels, marriage channels, and so we can help more men. Save a man, stop his wedding. Also, go check out Female Holistic Health Apothecary. Subscribe and, and post a review there. And Confessions of an Obese Child, subscribe and post a review over there. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time. Tributed to Nine Inch Nails.